you are shouting, shout well. Shout properly. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people are grateful to God for this convention? I will have been blessed all this these past two days. I, I have been blessed more than you, I tell you. I tell you. Amen. Amen. But today we are here again and we thank God. Amen. Amen. We want to thank God very much for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to gather in his presence in, in liberty to make noise in our own big church. Nobody is driving us out. It's, 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 it's the grace of God and we are very glad to be free to worship God. Amen. Amen. But, but today, as is the last day, when are we closing? But I want you to put your hands together and honor Bishop Dagiwadi Mills, our father, the most anointed man I know in the world so far. <laughs> Amen. You see, let me tell you something. The reason why I said that that man is a phenomenon, something happening is because, you see, the anointings and giftings on him, you know, you find, you find um, them individually on different ministers. But he has those individual anointings and giftings in one man. Show me another man in the world like him. I don't know. As far as I know, he's the most anointed man that I and and, and, and you see, if you are in this church, eh, it's not preaching, but if I if you are in this church, I can tell you something. It will be difficult to catch Bishop Dark's anointing. But it's an anointing that you must you must set your eye upon. You know my me again. Me, I face I didn't understand him. I just, it's like the man Charlie <laughs> catching the anointing. Don't know her, but I found something, a way. <laughs> and when I'm looking at him, you see, let me tell you a secret. Those of you who don't like impartation service, change. Those of you who don't like listening to messages, change. Yeah. But I want to tell you something. There's something about a man of God when he's ministering, as you can see him. That you, there is what he's saying, and there is what is behind what he's saying. Do you understand it? Oftentimes, it is hard to tell what is behind what he's saying. But I have come to see that you cannot catch the anointing fully until you catch what he's saying and what is behind what he's saying. Do you understand it? That's why if you have an opportunity to go for ISI or homecoming and all of these things, you know, you take it and when you go, just just try and see if you can catch something behind them. That man is great. Put your hands together for him. He's built a church. He's built a very powerful church and, and today, me too, I can be preaching. I'm sure that if my father were here, he would be surprised. <laughs> he be wondering. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Reverend Patrick Bruce and Lady Reverend Joy. They are my family. Amen. There was a time when I moved to Kumasi, I was just there, I was thinking, I was like, ah, it seems like I'm alone in this town. Because my parents are in the Vota region. My wife is in Tamale. And then I'm there. And I remember that ah, I have a family. Amen. And they are very they have, they have been a blessing to me in my life and in my ministry. Amen. Some of these things, when we say things like the, the, the things they say before they preach. Somebody is thinking about it like that. That it's some, the things that they say. Normally, the things they say before they preach. But I cannot begin to tell you everything that goes on 
in the secret. You understand it? I can only tell you to put your hands together for them because they are blessing to me. Put your hands together for them. Amen. Alright. And we want to to honor and appreciate Reverend Dr. Nilai Brown who is the great father who has given his church and his pulpit to us. And let me tell you something. If a, a parent can take his child and come and put him in your house that he's coming right now, watch him, then he trusts you seriously. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if he can leave his children for me to come and talk to, and he's not here to even see what is he preaching? Is the thing he's preaching, is it correct or not correct? It's great trust in a person like me. You know, and for me, I am indebted. I'm very grateful that he will allow the convention to happen. Amen. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome privilege. Amen. Amen. And as for answering that, dear. As for answering that, dear. <laughs> oh. Charlie, she's, she, she's, she's been taking care of me, pa. I'm, I'm. Amen. If you are clapping, clap. What is that that you are doing? <laughs> Amen. But, are you listening to me? Today, I was reading Church Growth. And then, don't be tired that I'm talking a lot. Start today. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> church Growth. There's a chapter that says, Church Growth and Relationships. And Bishop was teaching that you should, if you're a minister, you should form relationships with other ministers. And one of the things, there's another chapter that says how to, how to, um, how to form great relationships, how to, something great relationships, how to create relationships between you and, and one of the things that he says, that he says you should, you should invite ministers to come to your church. When I saw that, I said, Anthony is in the book fully. <laughs> she's in the book, she's, she's doing the thing. I wonder whether she has, she has seen the chapter in the book. But, but I'm, I am very I am the most blessed of all of you who are here Amen That I have been brought here Because you see frankly they, they have written on their poster that It's lay minister something something But the fact is that I'm not a lay minister something something I'm me When you write When you write the thing really in Technically It will just be my name There's no title But look at me I'm preaching to you You are also come here listening Put it together for the woman She's very powerful Amen. Amen. And I want to thank you all and all the, la- the, the saved teachers and pastors who are in the church today. When I mention the people's names and I forget Aoku because she's always at the back there. She's a very powerful man. Yesterday somebody, yesterday somebody said the old man who doesn't want to grow. The man who doesn't want to grow. <laughs> the man who doesn't want to grow. Amen. And, and listen, and listen I, want to, I want to say something. He's, he's, a, he's, a, very, he's a different kind of, of person because and sometimes what I've come to see is that People, you know, you can honor me, you can respect me, you can respect Uncle Linda, you can say, um, um, Uncle Prosper. You, you see them like that, but because he's always walking around us, you can easily think that he's, but he's not less than the other people that you are. That you, the place where you have put all the other safety chairs and pastors is where you must put him to. It's just that I don't know how he does it, but he's able to be down there where you are. Amen. So it's a very great man. So clap for all the teachers who have been taking care of you and preaching to you Sunday after Sunday. They are powerful people. 
Amen. Amen. Right. I want to thank you all for coming all these three days. God bless you for coming. I'm blessed that you've come. Amen. Alright, we want to pray. Just close your eyes and lift up your hands. We want to talk to God today and say, today is the third day. What is it that you want to say to me? Lord, may it come to me clearly, Lord. May it come to me clearly. May my heart be positioned right, oh God, to receive your word in the name of Jesus. Finish what you have begun in my life, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. May nothing be left undone, oh God. Nothing be left unchanged, Lord. Speak to me, oh God. Rearrange what has to be rearranged, oh God. Fix what needs to be fixed, Lord. May nothing be left untouched, oh God. Do what you must do today in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, I have an expectation, oh God, to live with a deposit, Lord. May something happen to me today, oh God. Crown it properly, oh God. Do what you will do. Finish it, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I present myself to you, Lord. Pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the third day of our convention. You have blessed us. You have been with us. You have brought us to this point. You have blessed us with your word from your heart, from your very heart, Lord. And you are doing miracles in our lives, oh God, that we will, we will bear testimony of, Lord, in days to come. We thank you. We give you praise for your love, Lord, for your grace, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we feel your presence in this place, oh God, Lord. Have your way. Be comfortable in our church, oh God. Touch our lives, Lord. Speak to us, O God. May nothing, O God, be hidden, O Lord. May they be exposed, O God, even to us, Lord. May we see ourselves clearly in the mirror of your word, O God, in the name of Jesus. And let the change that will come to us, O God, be permanent, Lord. May what you do to us, O God, Lord, be permanent, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for myself, O God, that your anointing fall, O God, upon me heavily, Lord, in the name of Jesus. May my words, may my mouth, O oh God, speak the words that come from your heart, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May they not be unchanged, O oh God, untainted, O oh God. May nothing happen to those words, O oh God. As you speak them, Lord, may I speak them. May I, O oh God, at the end of the day, O oh God, be grateful that I have done what you have sent me, O oh God, even to do. I thank you, Lord, for your grace in this place today. I give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, say the amen. amen. Hallelujah. Right, you may take your seats in the church. Right. When I heard Reverend Brown was coming here, I was beginning to become nervous. But we are here again, amen. Paul says that I am who I am by the grace of God. And those of you who know me, you know that grace is something that when we talk about it, when you mention it, no, then, then it's something that wants to happen to me. You know, it's, it's a very remarkable subject, amen. But how many people have been blessed these past few days? How many people have begun to rearrange some things in their lives? You see, one of the prayers that I, I was praying before I came was that we've had conventions, but Lord, I don't want a convention that when we have left, everybody has gone back to the way he was. I don't want that. Even if you give me one person who will say that from this convention, I began to rearrange things in my life. And my life is the way I am many years after, after, after today, because of today. Amen. And you must plan that that's what you want to do. Amen. You don't mind me again. Mercy. But me, I've come to preach. Look, let me tell you something. As for preaching, eh, I like it. <laughs> Amen. Today, what's the title of my message? Today, the title of the message is Inadequate but enough. No, take your time. Listen to it. <laughs> Inadequate, but enough. Yesterday I said what? Tied and waiting. 
You have been tired and waiting. God has found you. He has released you. Actually, has been trying releasing you. Uncle Prosper has been preaching and releasing you, losing you, trying to bring you to God. Amen. But today, I want to show you that. He said, I showed you that because you are inexperienced, you are very, very qualified. Today, I want to show you again. I want to, I want to say it again. Okay, and I want to say that you are inadequate, but you are enough. Enough for what God wants to do with you. The, way, you see, the two words can be synonyms. Inadequate and not enough. Not enough and inadequate, they're almost the same. So it's like, okay, opposites actually. So enough and inadequate, they are opposites. But what I'm, what, you see, what? <laughs> inadequate means that it means that I just saw something come. <laughs> you see, if this guy was a, if this guy was a barrel, we're filling with water. Okay, we're filling with water, and the water was halfway, and we we're going to serve everybody in this room with with this barrel of water. We needed a full barrel, and he's halfway. Okay. What it means, what in your mind is that what? If we share the water, it may not work. Some people don't get water to drink. Or water is not, maybe let's say Coke, a barrel of Coke. It's half filled. Some people will not get, <laughs> some people will not get some to drink. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Okay. So, so if you were sitting down here, you would say that, therefore, the Coke is not enough. The Coke is not enough. It, it will not reach... You understand it? Do you know how he will be feeling? He'll be feeling inadequate. It, it, being the barrel that is serving the cook, he will feel that because he's only half full, he will not accomplish his job. How many is I see what I'm trying to say. But today, God has sent me from Kumasika and tell you that you are inadequate. You are half full. But you are enough to do the serving. <laughs> Let me show you in the Bible. Thank you very much. Take your seats. Mark 6. Now, how many of you have seen that the whole convention has been coming from Mark? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because it's my quiet time. <laughs> it's my quiet time. Three different days quiet time. Three different days convention. Do you understand it? There are three different days. They are all quiet times from three different days. That I'm preaching to you on three different days of a convention. So your quiet time is very, very golden. You should do it well. Edmond, are you seeing something? You must see something. Mark 6. The computer is broken. It's not working again. Let me read my Bible. Here. <laughs> um, verse 35. And this one is a story you know. Sometimes you wonder that, ah, but this thing with, with me, I read it, I didn't see what you are seeing. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't see what you are seeing. <laughs> but I showed you something, I showed you, it's about how you are hearing. It's, it's probably why you're not seeing the thing, positioning yourself properly. Many of us, many of us, the one thing that we, that we, is the cause of not seeing what you're supposed to see is the anticipation, the expectation that you have when you are reading your word. 35. And when the day was now far spent. His disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Right. Send them away 
that they may go into the country runabout and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. <laughs> hey. Look, I've, look, I want, to, I want to pray for you. That when you are reading the Bible, eh, may every word mean something. I'm going to show you what I'm going to preach. I'm going to show you, I'm going to take them out of the verses. Then you see that they're ordinary words, but then it's something there. I pray, my desire is, is that you will see. When you are reading the Bible, you will see. Kojo, why are you looking at my face like that? How people want to see? He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? Next. He answered and said, Okay, he said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. Next. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. Where have you reached now? That's verse what? Okay, 42. And they did all eat and were filled. Amen. Okay, you stop there for, for now. Inadequate, but enough. Now, the first thing I want to show you is, this is a story of when Jesus fed 5,000 people. How many people can see that clearly from here? Okay, and it's a story that we all know very well. How the, the food was not enough, there was no bread around the place, and then they couldn't, you know, they couldn't feed. So Jesus asked them to go and find food, and they find a small boy with, with loaves. I want to show you three things that you need to note about the people's circumstances. The people who were there at the place. Okay, number one is that they were in a desert place. Now, okay, before I continue, let me, do, let me try and see what I can do this. How many people are still in the church? <laughs> is it that you are soaking the thing or you are confused? <laughs> you are confused. Okay, you are honest. I want to show you two things, two groups of people, okay, or two or three groups of people in this story. Number one, the people who were hungry. Have you seen them? Number two, the disciples. Do you see them? Do you see them? Number three, the loaves. There are three groups of people in the story. The hungry people, the disciples, and the loaves of bread. Okay. And the Bible says that the people were in a desert place. Tonight, I want to show you that you are those five loaves of bread. So, keep that in your mind that you who are sitting here in the church today, you are five loaves of bread. It's a play. There are three kinds of people in the play. We have the people who are hungry. We have the disciples. And we have the, the bread. You are the bread. <laughs> How many people are in the church still? You are the bread. So, keep it in your mind that you are the bread. Okay. The hungry people are the unbelievers. Can you see that? Can you see them? So you are the bread, then the, the, the hungry people who are there are the... 
Okay. No, then, then there's, there's also Jesus is also in, in this play. There's Jesus in the play. Okay. So Jesus is in the play. Disciples are, in, are also, also there. And, the, and Jesus is Jesus. Take that one like that. Okay. Are you here? Are you still here? Mean, are you here in the church? So we are describing now, we are describing the guys who were hungry. And the first thing about them is that the first thing about them, they were in a desert place. The word desert in the Greek, okay, in the Greek, the word is eremos or eremos, E-R-E-M-O-S. Okay. And it means, it also means, or it means to be deserted or forsaken. How many of you know that there are so many unbelievers in corners and villages of even Ghana alone that are deserted and forsaken? How many of you can see that? That there are people who are there, who are unsaved, who are not born again. They are in a place far away, in a certain village somewhere, in Ghana here, in this not even northern region alone, that are deserted and, and forsaken. So they qualify. These people, the Bible says that when you go to there, it says, it says yes, this is a desert place. Amen. I'm showing you something. I don't know why I feel like you're confused today. Okay. It's a remorse. To be in a, to be in a desert place also means, it means that you are deprived of God. Actually, you are deprived. That's, that is an, another meaning of the word a remorse. To be in a desert place means that you are deprived. I put of God there. You are deprived of anything. You are deprived of God also. How many people are still here? So number one is that the people were in a desert place. And the desert place stands for a person. To be in a desert place means that you are deserted, you are forsaken, you are deprived of God. We are describing unbelievers who are outside of this church. Okay. Number two. It says, and now the time is far past. How many of you know that we are in the last days? Do you know that we were in the last days after Pentecost? Do you know that the last days began? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. All the last days that they began to talk about in the Bible, the people who talk about them were Peter, John, Paul, all these guys. They were the early church. The early church began after Pentecost. And since that time, we have been in the last days. If we have been in the last days since then, 2,000 years later, what do you think has happened? The time has far passed. Oh, people, you're not responding. <laughs> if we were in the last days 2,000 years ago, then if last, then 2,000 years afterwards, we are in extra time. The time, he said the time has, so the people are unsaved, they are forsaken, they are in a far place where there is, there is they cannot get God, and the time also has passed. I only feel myself. By me, I can feel. I don't know why you are quiet. Time, the time is running out. Jesus could appear at any time. Time is far past. Number three. Next verse. It says, "For they have nothing to eat." Do you understand that? In the book of Romans, this Romans. He says, he says, how shall they read? Oh, oh, open your Bible to Romans 10, verse 13. Hey, let me go and read it. How many people are here in the church still? Has he found it? 
Great. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? It's a question. They are in a far place, deserted, deprived of God. We know that. The time is also far, far spent. And then they say, and this, this is the disciples, and they say that the people, no, they have nothing to eat. And this is what he's saying when Paul comes later on in the book of Romans. He's also saying the same thing. He says that, he says, how, how then shall they call on him? We know that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. True. But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So it means that they having nothing to eat means they have no preacher. I've shown you, I've described the people's circumstance. They are in a deserted place. They are deprived, forsaken. Nobody goes there. Nobody goes into their village. Nobody cares about them. uh, MPs will not go and build roads there. They won't take water there. There's no electricity there. They are where they are in their corner in their village there. In a desert place. Also, they are deprived of God. The time too is gone. Jesus is almost coming. And on top of it, they have nothing to eat. Are you here? Okay, so that's, that's the people. Then the bread. <laughs> when they came, when Jesus asked them, so Jesus asked them, so, okay, so, go, say, should we go into town and go and buy food? And if we go and buy bread, if we buy bread, how much bread will we, will we buy? These people are so many. He says, so, so, you go and see what you can find. And when they came back, they came back with five loaves. What is five loaves and two fishes going to do for 5,000 men besides women and children? But this is what Jesus did. And we are closing. <laughs> he says, some, I, want, I want some bread. Say, who will be bread? Nobody can be bread. I want to show any of you is bread. Who wants to be bread? You can come. So this is... So, Okay, so five bread, five loaves of bread. <laughs> Tell it, let your mind be there, okay? You are working powerfully. <laughs> you are butter bread. You are our tea bread. <laughs> Which bread? Well, sugar bread. Brown bread. Please go to John 17. The Bible says in the book of Mark, okay, verse 41, Mark 6, what we are reading, verse 41. It says that when they brought, don't worry, you know it, you know this, I'll just tell you what is there. He says when they brought the bread, the five loaves of bread, bread and two fish, two fishes to Jesus, the Bible says, and see, this is the thing, this, you see, one of the things that I, I'm, I'm saying it again, one of the things that I'm trying to achieve, okay, in this convention is to show you, is to show you that a quiet time can be more powerful than you think it is. So, so you see, I am preaching to you about something else, but I am showing you that what I am preaching to you about something else, I am preaching from my quiet time. You understand it? And I'm trying to show you that if I can see all that I am seeing, in a few verses, in a, on a morning, then you can see it too. 
You don't want to mind me. Only this man is agreeing. He's nodding. He's, he's agreeing. Everybody else is just looking at me confused. And do you understand? Two things I'm trying to do. I'm, not, I'm trying to show you something about being inadequate and being enough. And then I'm also trying to show you how you can see what God wants to say to you in a simple thing like a quiet time. So that the next time when you, that's why, that's why I told you that, I, it's not a secret, I told you that I am preaching from my quiet time, which I had on a certain day. This is one day's quiet time. And I'm trying to show you that if I can see what I'm seeing and show them to you the way I'm showing them to you, then you can also see it too. How am I seeing it? See as I'm showing you is how I saw it. So you too, you must be able to look into your quiet time and see the way I'm seeing it. Am I making some progress? Is it working? Sandra, is it working in your area? So the Bible says, when Jesus takes the bread, these guys were on a platter, a tray, wheat bread, sugar bread, tea bread, butter bread, brown bread, and which one is it? Okay, brown bread and tea bread. But tea bread, tea bread is normally long. This guy is tea bread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> How many people are not in a hurry to go home? I want to take my time so that... <laughs> the Bible says, the Bible says, when they brought the bread to him, he looked up to heaven and he blessed John 17. Huh. Is, that, is that how you are? <laughs> verse 1. 17 verse 1. That John, the whole of John 17 is what is called a high priestly prayer. When Jesus was about to go for the last, he prayed. Okay. He prayed for his disciples and he prayed for the rest of us who become born again after him. Now, I want to show you that the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17 is the same prayer that he prayed when he lifted the bread up to heaven. Oh, people are not in with me. They're not with me. You see, the Bible says he, he looked up to heaven. John 17. This word spake Jesus and did what? Have you seen what I'm telling you? He lifted up his eyes in John 17, 1. The same thing that he did in John in, in Mark six forty one, <laughs> and he was praying for the disciples and praying for these guys, these five loaves of bread that will come afterwards. The prayer is very long. He says a lot of things. He prays for them. The Bible says, and he looked up to heaven and he blessed. Now the word "blessed" in the Greek is what we call eulogio. It's what they when the eulogy when you know in the old churches when they have various names for various things. It's like benediction. When we are about to close church, the pastor normally normally comes. It's like, shall we receive the benediction? May the Lord keep you and sanctify you. May He keep His face to shine, cause His face to shine upon you, and and keep you holy. That kind of thing. It's called a eulogy, and it comes from the Greek eulogio, which in English means a blessing. So Jesus looked up to heaven and He blessed, which is what He did in John seventeen. Now, blessed. To be blessed means to, to, to bless to be blessed means or to bless means to speak well of. So he's so he speaks well of them. <laughs> you see, you, you, you should be you should be smiling by now. You should be smiling by now. <laughs> you should be smiling by now. When 
Angelina comes to take the microphone, he says, I want to introduce to you a, a very anointed man of God. You know, he's, he's ministers with anointing. He was with us. He's a, he, see, he's, she's saying nice things about me. He's speaking well of me. She's saying things about me that will make you want to listen to what I'm coming to say. These five loaves of bread have a mission to accomplish. And Jesus, in John 17, is speaking well of them. You should read a prayer for yourself. When you, if you have a Bible, you should look in there and see what he says about them as he's praying for them. Talks about glorifying, he said, glorify the Son, glorify them also in me, sanctify them in truth, that word is truth. It's all there in John 17, from one to the end, to the end of it. It's what he's, he's saying nice things about them. This guy, he said, these guys, they're not of the world. The world hates them because they love you. Do you understand it? They don't, don't, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but that you will keep them in the world, but then you will cause them to know your glory as you are showing your glory unto the Son. It's all in that, in this John 17. He says nice things about these guys. But knowing very well that five loaves of bread cannot feed 5,000 people. But he says nice things about them. These guys, oh, they will build churches. They will win souls. They will pastor people. That is the blessing. He says it in the idea. That's what he's saying. He looked up to heaven and he blessed them. These guys. Are you seeing what I'm trying to show you? Me, I'm feeling something new. I don't know. I'm feeling cold. Whether it's the weather or. <laughs> it also means to prosper. <laughs> it also means to prosper. You get it? He lifted up his eyes. Prosper. Prosper. Ah, what is one of the loaves? <laughs> the walking loaf. <laughs> Amen. Prosper. Prospering them. He spoke words of prosperity on them. That this guy, this guy, they will prosper. It will be well with them. Are you with me? They will be the head and not the tail. He lifted. He said. He said. You see. <laughs> do you know that when something prospers, one of the characteristics of the prosperity is that it it multiplies. Oh, I just saw something. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it before, but I just saw it. How many of you can really see that when something prospers, when the cat is, it grows? And how many of you understand that five loaves of bread have to grow to feed 5,000? So he looked up to heaven and he blessed. He prospered them. You will, be, you will be captains of thousands of ten thousands you will build churches, many churches people will be following you companies bands prospects. these guys these guys, you see, once he had prayed that prayer these guys they were bound to grow but they are only five against five thousand how people are in the church what I'm showing you, you can see we are not in a hurry, we will be here Oh, I'm tired of standing. Charlie, go back to the mark there. The Bible says, when he finished blessing and he break. Now you see, let me say something. How many of you think that if you are bread and I break you, it will be painful? <laughs> the English translation, the English dictionary translates to break, number one, it means to split 
into pieces. To split into pieces. That if I break this guy, how many of you agree with me that he will feel pain? <laughs> so, he speaks well of them, he blesses them, he prospers them. Then what does he do now, next? He breaks them. Edmund. When I said that I was going to Kumasino, so Reverend Patrick is going to Kumasino. I said, oh, Daddy, I will follow you. And I said, oh, I'm going some. Then I applied for transfer in the hospital where I was working. Do you know what they did? They sacked me. You see, let me explain to you. <laughs> when you're working for the government, it, the government work, a government worker, you're one of the safest people in a system, but you can also end up being very poor when you grow old and you are retired. It's, it's free advice. <laughs> so think about it well. <laughs> so I was a government worker. I said, okay, I want to transfer from Tamale to Kumasi. Then I went to the boss and I said, boss, I want to transfer to Tamale to Kumasi. What can you do for me? So, you know, it's not a problem. You just go, go, to see the, go and see the Kumasi guys and then when you come, We'll do what we can do, letters and things, and it will work. So I went to Kumasi the first time. Then the Kumasi people said, oh, come to Tamale, get a letter from them, and bring it to Kumasi. So I came to get a letter from Tamale. They gave me a letter that was to request for vacancy in Kumasi. Are you in the church? So I got a letter for vacancy on Monday, and I was waiting to finish a night shift on Friday, and then Friday I'll be in, in Kumasi to show my letter to them. The guys in Kumasi will reply that we have vacancy. I'll bring the letter back to Tamale. Then the guys Tamale will write a release. They'll say, we have now released Mr. So-so and so to Ashanti region. Then I'll pack my bags and then I'll go. So Monday I get a letter that says, go and ask for vacancy. It's a letter requesting vacancy. Then on Wednesday, they call me from the hospital. I have another letter. It's a letter of release. Now, I was waiting for the release. So when I heard it, I said, oh, they put that fast forwarded that thing. So I'm blessed. When I reached the hospital, they give me a letter. When I open the letter, they say, due to various reasons, you have been released. You have been, how did they do that? Okay. Due to various reasons, it has become necessary for us to write an open release letter for you with immediate effect. So, so it means that in the letter, uh, from today, you're no longer a staff of, the, of this hospital. This letter will help you to find a job anywhere else that you, you go. Your last salary will, will come end of June, which, and we were in June. So end of June, your last salary will come. From July onwards, we'll take your name off our payroll. And then you are on your own. Now wait. I did not know that a letter like that is a bad letter. When I got a letter, I went to the administrator's office. I said, administrator, I got this letter from the office right now, but I don't understand. What does it mean? So, you know, it's a, it's a normal letter. It's not, it's not, it means just what it means. You can just go and find a job. You want to go to Kumasi or you apply for transfer. Oh, you go to Kumasi. You can find a job. So, Friday, I, I get to Kumasi. I go into the office in, in Kumasi and I say, um, I have brought a letter that is thing. I've come for a job. When the man, when the man saw the letter, when he opened the letter, he said, Hey, what do you do? Do you hear the question? He said, Hey, 
what did you do? Then I, then I became afraid. Then I said, ah, what is wrong with that? I said, this letter is a bad letter. This letter, anybody who will see this letter will ask a question. The question I'm asking, what did you do? They will ask it. They will ask that question. Then they said, oh, okay, we, we are a region. We cannot do very much for you. Go to Accra. Then I went to Accra, Monday. When I got to Accra, I, still, I want somebody who tried, so go to this office. When I go to the office, the society lady, lady was there. So yes, what? Like that to her. When she opened, she said, hey, what did you do? <laughs> then I became even more afraid. <laughs> so I said, what is the problem? He said, no, 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 no. This letter, did you do something? Did you, what did you do? Did you, you, by all means, you did something. That's why they are written letter for you. I said, I don't know what I, I have done. He said, this letter, eh, we can't give you a job. We cannot transfer you with this letter. So go back to the one who wrote it and ask him to rewrite it. Then I called him and said, please, boss, the people say they don't like the letter that you have written. So can you rewrite it? He said, no. I will not rewrite it. I will not rewrite it. You try and convince them. That's what he told me. Try and convince them to take you. I came out to Kumasi. The guy, the Kumasi people said, oh, you know, maybe we can do something about it. They had meetings, discussed it uh, a whole week. They came out and told me, Charlie, you know something? You go back to Accra. I'll go to the man who wrote it. Let him change the letter. I came back to the man's office. I sat in his office. I said, boss, please, show me the, show me the report about me. The thing that I did, no, give it to me. Let me see. If, if you show me what I have done, and I agree that it is bad, and you have sacked me. I will walk out of your office knowing that I did this. When I go anywhere, they ask me, what do you do? That's oh, I did this bad thing in this, this particular hospital, and they sacked me, and I went away. Show me. So, you know, I, cannot, I don't have any documents anywhere to show that, you know, you did anything bad, but, you know, when somebody tells me something and another person can corroborate the story, then it's enough evidence for us to take a decision. I said, oh, but I beg you, I can't find a job with this thing. Nobody will give me a job. So can you please? He said, oh, no, no, after the letter, I will not rewrite it. Go and find a job. Letter I've given you is enough. Go and find a job. What was my crime? That I have left Tamale to go to Kumas to go and do ministry. He has to break. He has to break. When I am sitting at home and I have a wife who is in Tamale and for some, some months I have not worked. I have not worked in a hospital since June last year. Yeah. <laughs> since June last year. What is my crime? Some people said, you know, why don't you go back to Tamale and go and work with them? When everything cools down and everything is okay, you can come out to Kumasi. I said, I refuse. You see, it, it, sometimes it sounds like a good idea. You know, why is it that you are going to trouble? I mean, you know you have a wife now. You have to take care of her. Why have you left Tamale suddenly? If the thing will not work out, if the transfer will not work out, why don't you just go back to Tamale and work with them while you discuss the transfer with them? When they agree later on, you can move with them. I said, no. Because I am convicted in my spirit that the move that I made, it was, it was for my good. It sounds like a good voice, but it's a bad voice. Why? When Jesus begins to break you and you begin to feel the pain, you will hear Satan talking to you that, Charlie. And this guy is... He says, he finished... And you see, I think that... And I, I, just, I, just, I just saw something. I just heard something. You see, it is important that every one of us keep our minds and our hearts on, on the blessing. If God speaks well of you, 
and prospers you. The next stage is that he will break you. What happens is that often in the breaking, you can forget that he has already blessed you. It makes you feel... I said that one day I, I, I was... I, I, can you imagine that when I was working and had a salary, my little sister didn't call me for money. My brother never called me for money. They never called me. I've never paid anybody's school fees. My brother, I have a little sister. I have another brother. They were all in school. I never bought any exercise before anybody. They didn't, nobody called me to ask me for school fees, lorry fare, textbook money. But this time when I don't have a job, then my brother calls me. Can I get some money? My sister calls me. Can I get some money? So one day, when they called me like that, uh, Sunday, I was crazy. Then I sent a text message to Reverend Joy. I said, Reverend Joy, I, I cannot even sleep. I, I, financial pressure is, is making me, is giving me sleepless nights. Then she said, Charlie, relax. You see, it will pass. It's a test that you must, it's a test that, it's a, it's a breaking. Jesus will not be able to feed the 5,000 unless these five loaves. How many of you have put a whole loaf of bread in your mouth before? Like, I'm, eating, I'm eating bread. Don't we, don't we always break the bread before we eat it? Don't we? Don't we? We break. <laughs> Even he breaks. <laughs> I, listen, I am trying to show you the inevitability of the breaking. You cannot dodge the breaking because nobody puts a whole loaf of bread in his mouth. It must be broken. However you take it, it must be broken. So just relax. Perhaps you can comfort yourself with the blessing that came before. The blessing that came before. Sometimes it's like, sometimes it may be that in church, we've come for a convention. How many people feel that they are called? You come to the front, the pastor lays out. See, some of you, some of you, I don't know how you see all this spiritual thing, but when you come into, a, into church and an altar call is made and the pastor comes, you come to the front, the pastor lays hands and me, I can remember every time that lays hands have been laid on me and the things that have been said, I keep them very closely to my heart. Very, very important. Very, very important. Are you with me? Very important. How did Mary know that when the wine finished in the wedding, Jesus could have done something about it? Let me show you how she knew. In the beginning, in the, in the beginning when the angel came to her and said, you will become, the spirit of the most high will come upon you. You will become, you will be conceived of a child and that child will be called Jesus because he shall save his people. Now, you see, there's a verse, there's a line that I'm sure that many of you maybe have seen that before. The day I read that, that thing myself, the thing that I caught in that particular passage was that, and Mary kept these things in her heart. And Mary kept these things in her heart. So, when the angel tells Mary that this child you're going to give birth is not an ordinary child, it's a supernatural child because the Holy Spirit will come upon you, okay, and he will, she will, she, he will save his, his people. Mary sees that the child I am about to give birth to is not an ordinary person. He's some, somebody that is coming from somewhere. And so, I may not understand what the angel is saying, but the Bible says that and Mary kept these things in it. So, so, years later, when they get to the place where the, the drinks are finished, no, he rem- she remembers what she kept in her heart a long time ago. He said, no, this guy, 
Because of what I was told some time ago, I'm sure he can do something about this wine. So he goes, whispers into, her, into her, his ears. It's, it's, it's very important. Hands are laid upon you. All of these hands laying upon you, all the prayers that are prayed upon you, they are all, all of these blessings. You must remember them in the day of the breaking when nobody else is talking to you. Nobody is encouraging you. Nobody is saying anything to you. You must remember that he spoke well of you. He prospered you. And what he has said concerning you, it has not changed because of the breaking. That breaking, it must by all means happen. Because bread, dear, because it's before it can feed anybody, it must be broken. It must be broken. You can't dodge it. How many people are still in your church? Yeah. So these guys, he breaks them. Breaks. Another meaning of the word break in English is to make it useless. <laughs> Answer that, to make it useless. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here you are. You have prophetic, prophetic leanings. <laughs> when, you, when you sleep, you dream and it comes to pass. When you come to Antelinda and you say that, Antelinda, Charlie, I feel like doing something in the church. She says that, oh, you know, you should be a kwaba or, or you should be an usher. There was a brother. <laughs> he has dreams and visions. Came to certain brother. One day I was there. Then came to me and said that, oh, some visions, some things. He tells me visions a lot. I said, oh, Charlie, it's powerful. Me, I don't know what to do with the visions and dreams. It's powerful. He sees visions and has dreams. So, at, so one day, he said, I think, visions, Charlie, something. Then I said that, oh. <laughs> I said that, oh, we should go and tell <laughs> Reverend Patrick about the dream and the vision and things. No? So, when he went to tell, because I didn't know what to do about it. I knew that Reverend Patrick would know what to do. So, when you went to tell Reverend Patrick that thing, then, then I asked him, so what did Rev, Rev say when you told him that thing? He said, oh, I should come and see you. I said, eh. So what he said? He said, yeah, I should come and see you. Okay, so I called Rev. I said, Rev, eh, about the, the thing, what do you say? He said, oh, let him weed. Find him cutlasses. Let him weed the grasses in the church. <laughs> I'm not joking, no. I'm very serious. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> Is it like me? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So, I was looking for a solution. Because the guy always coming, and you see, he was expecting something. He, he, I mean, he was with me, working together. So, he expected that, oh, like, the way the dreams and visions are coming, no? it's like, you should be, you know. So, when I said, oh, <laughs> you see, it's because he has a lot of See all this kind of zeal and all this Charlie let him weed. When there's church, find some way for him. So I came and said, you know something? Um, I, I have been asked to find some job <laughs> to give you some job in the church. <laughs> and so I, Charlie, it's like Rev said the way the church is weedy and this are also on holidays, no. I mean you should try and level the grass in the church. So okay. <laughs> So, so can you can you find cutlasses? Oh yeah, we can get cutlasses. So, so John John will get cutlasses, you know, for us. So the following day I came to pass. <laughs> I saw I said Charlie, so how is that thing? So, oh yeah, it's like it's working smooth. <laughs> hey! 
<laughs> you see, it's funny. It sounds funny to you. But to break also means to make it useless. How can how is it that me I don't see visions? Me I don't see I don't dream dream that come to pass. He he dreams, they come to pass. His visions, they all work. Then when he comes, then I tell him that he should go and weed grass. <laughs> but you see, it is a certain understanding that that breaking which makes this bread useless is the only way that this bread can feed five thousand. He must know that. You must know it. Well, with grass. With grass. Say, so what is I, I want I want to do something in the church. I want to do okay, don't be sweeping the church. I have some guys when I was here, I had some guys who, who used to fix our tents. They were my favorite guys. <laughs> so like, there are other people who can, there are some people in the church. They wait. When we are finished fixing the tent, everything on they come they shoot. Sorry. See, I see, and you see, you, you see that they are coming to the church. After we have finished everything, dusting that even me, I have come, we have come to dust some of the chairs and things. Then me and the pastor of the church. Oh. When we have finished everything, it's like we are no, we're leading the prayer no, then you see that they are coming. Now the still if you see how they are iron the trousers as they are coming. What? What? Like, when you come, you wonder who is the pastor. <laughs> but see, listen, you must just me, me. I knew, I knew those who were my people. Saturday evening, when we come, we are climbing, see like monkeys. We are climbing the this, this. We are mounting tents and this thing. Sunday morning, we'll come, we'll come and straighten the tents and everything. But yeah, the, you, you. So when you come to me and say that, you know, pastor. Last night, I, I had a Holy Spirit impression, you know, that I should be serious in church. Uh, I feel that the way God is leading me, I should begin to do something very ministerial. You know, a certain, a certain ministerial, you know, something, something pastoral, you know. <laughs> and so, eh, okay, from today onwards, when we close church, you will pack the chairs and put them in the store. <laughs> from, from today, when we close from church, you will pack the chairs and put them in the store. You see this guy here, John? I didn't see you all this while. That's, this guy, my, my, one of my favorite guys. I'm telling you. Yeah. One of my favorite guys. And it, no, no, you see, don't think that I'm, like, I'm making it to make the preach. I'm using it to bring the preaching nice. What I'm saying is coming from my heart. And you see, you may think that, oh, you know, but if there is anybody who can be of any ministerial, pastoral use, it's a person that God knows he can break. And still, everything is okay. Yeah. See, there's some point, if you're a pastor, when you want to call them and send them, you have to know how you say it. So it doesn't sound offensive. You have to know how to. This my I can come and say, John, please, uh, my house, not the church. Oh. My house is weedy. And you need some weeding. Can you do it for me tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow after school. I can come and you come and weed my house. Wow, I just been, when I come there, the house is it's been done neatly. You cannot, it's not everybody in the church you can do that too. 
But I am telling you that if you cannot be broken, which is an inevitable requirement, you cannot feed 5,000. You cannot. How are you planning how you to go home? I'm, I'm feeling this. <laughs> so he makes, he makes the bread useless before he begins to share it, to break it and make it useless. Because see, if you have a teacup, a cha- um, porcelain or clay, this, this porcelain teacups, and it falls down, and sometimes when they, when they break, there's nothing you can do about it. When it breaks, it's broken. It's useless. But that is what he does to the bread. Breaks it. Hey. Then, another meaning of the word break is to disconnect. If you are broken, you have become disconnected. And you see, do you know disconnected? Disconnected from the things that, that you love, that are important to you. How many of you think that there are things that are important to us? But let me tell you something. Many of the things that are important to you are not important to God. They're not what God considers important. If God, if you were to ask God, what is it that you think is important to me? You understand it? And he, if you ask God, write a list of things that you, God, think are important to me. Let me write my list of things that I think are important to me. When you compare your list, I can bet you that maybe none of the things you have written in your list is in God's list. You know how I know? This, as far as this is my, my thoughts, my thoughts, no, they are very far from yours. My ways are different from yours. Far. And there are some things that you think are important to you. God doesn't consider them important. If he's going to be able to use you to feed the 5,000, he needs to disconnect you from those things. It's breaking. He needs to disconnect. To disconnect. Let me tell you something. You think I don't like my wife? You think I don't love her? That I should leave her in Tamale and go and be in Kumasi so that she can be here by herself. I, I, I separated myself from her physically before I got married to her. And as I'm married to her, I used to see, I see her once every two months. Freshly married. You must be kidding me. I still have some, <laughs> some energy. Amen. Do you understand? So even though I've been married, I've been married for a year now. Technically, I've not been married for a year. But if we add all the days I've been with, together with my wife, it, it doesn't reach a year. But this is so it's important to me, and I'm not saying that marriage is not important. It's important. But see, if God is going to be able to break to use you to do something that like something as as dangerous as feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread, something, he must be able to disconnect you from something. He must be able to disconnect you and you'll be okay. And then we can move. Something is important to you. You are in this church. You are hearing something is important. You think it is important to you. And I'm saying that unless God can disconnect you from it, it can't work. How many people say I'm preaching? I become quiet in the church now. I'm becoming afraid. Are you tired? <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why? You too, you must be broken. You must be broken. Why it is inevitable? The Bible says that Jesus 
in First Corinthians 12, 24, Paul says, and he, this is when he was, he was talking about the communion. He says, and in the, the last days, when, when, in the last days of his death, Jesus did what? He said that, said that he took the bread. And when he had prayed, after the giving thanks, what did he do? And then he, what did he say? My what? This is my what? Which is what? Exactly. He couldn't have made any difference, any impact on our lives if he hadn't been broken. If he had to be, break, to be broken to make any use to you, you have to be broken also. You can't run away from it. I'm saying that nobody puts a loaf of bread in his mouth. Lah. We have to break it. I mean, I don't see what I'm trying to show you. Yeah. It's very, very essential. Amen. Wow. Number three. And give. Now see, we are in, we are in one line. Oh. One verse. How people are thrilled. It's exciting. <laughs> he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave. When this bread has been broken, that stage is over. This bread must be given. Let me show something that I found. And all in one quiet time. Let me show something. How many of you can see that? If I say, take. I've given to him. Have you said I've given to him? I've given to him. Now, how many of you can see that? Unless this phone travels from a distance from me to him, it can't be given. Yeah. Remember, the people who are hungry, they're in a desert place. Somewhere in a desert place where no MP will go, no minister will go, they won't build roads there. After you have been blessed, you have been broken. The Bible says, and Jesus, he took this thing and he gave. This bread must travel through a distance in order to accomplish what it must accomplish. That is giving. Giving. Anything that is given travels through a distance from the giver to the receiver. Anything that is given. It must travel from a distance from the, receive, from the giver to the receiver. It, there cannot be a giving until that item has moved from the giver to the receiver. Give. Bread must move. It must travel. It's in the hands of the disciples. Disciples must give it to the people who are hungry. 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 You must go. Home say, let's go for outreach Saturday morning. You say you will not, you will not, do, you will not go. He, 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 he say, yet, yet you are the one who says God has called you. The Philip, Philip, pastoral inclination, some ministerial unction to function. Listen. Me, one of the things I've come to learn in this life that day. There are hypocrites, there's a lot of hypocrites, <laughs> spiritual hypocrites walking around the system. It's like, they come to you, making you feel, and sometimes, you know, if you're a pastor, you can easily be like intimidated by <laughs> some church member who. It's <laughs> like when you watch yourself. You have been in the ministry for some time, more actually. Some of these things, you, you now imagine that you, you are a safe teacher. You have a safe 
member who has raised the dead before. <laughs> Listen, let me do something. Some of these guys, when they come, they have this feeling that Charlie, when you say let's go for outreach, it's like, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you pass a car, you don't see visions and dreams. You don't have dreams, you don't see visions. You pass a car. Have you done 21 days drive fast before? You yourself, alone by yourself. No, 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 no. I mean, excuse me, but <laughs> excuse me, but you, Pastor, have you prayed 24 hours straight before? I should come and let's go for outreach. I mean, how you will see what I'm trying to show you? <laughs> yeah. But you see, you're a hypocrite. Because this bread, it cannot do much. But it cannot do anything. Until it moves from the one who is... This is short bread. Short bread. <laughs> Amen. This bread here, unless it travels through a distance... From the giver to the receiver, it will not have any impact on the receiver. Outreach, you must go. You say we are going for missions, we must go. Are you with me? Yeah. If, if there is a going, I want to go. Is there a going? Are we going? You see, because you see, that's, what I'm saying, that's what I'm preaching to you. you know, if you're a spiritual person, eh, when you, I told you that revelations are only as, as, as useful as, as you. I don't know how. Yeah. Because see, I'm showing you something that you didn't know before. But see, I'm saying, if you, if you now, you can, you can have it in your mind that if I am going to be of any great significance in my life, there must be a going. Every time. So, so when you hear that there's a going, it's like, hey, my opportunity. But it's like, it's, like, it's like, now I am presenting myself to God to give. Where are we going? We are going somewhere. There's a going? I want to go. I want to go. Where are we going? Dawokba? Vitin? Where are we going? Is there a going? want to go. Amen. Okay. If you say you're not in a hurry, they are weak, weak. It can be here. So that's why in Mark in Mark sixteen fifteen and Mark sixteen fifteen Jesus says go. In Mark twenty eight and Matthew twenty eight nineteen twenty all that he says go because he knows that this bread he has prayed in John seventeen for the bread bread is broken he, when it's broken it must go he knows so he says you must go you must travel a distance from the giver to the receiver hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, we are almost coming to the end. Then he says to the next one. The computer is that a slow memory? Eh? It's like the memory is it's not very much. Is it a Pentium three or Pentium two? 
This is what I'm looking for. It says, and they all did eat that part alone. That's what, I'm <laughs> See, what is inside this one? I'll show you. <laughs> Do you know that when food is eaten, it is chewed? Or sometimes if it's fufu, you don't chew, you swallow it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a cousin. <laughs> when we went, I, w- I was in Jesus, I went to stay. This is my uncle I was talking to you about yesterday, you know. Went to stay in, in his house vacation time. He said, me and my siblings, me and my, my brother and my sister. And then against my cousin and another cousin. Like two from different, so, uh-huh, two cousins, two auntie, one uncle, one auntie children were there. So some money, we woke up some money, me or some, some rice from yesterday. You know how sometimes you can put the, you can put the rice in the stew pot. Like the stew, the stew that is left, you know. You can put the rest of the rice inside it. Then we can make it jollof. You can stir it and it becomes jollof. So, so, we, so the, the morning, you know, after we have finished morning devotion and everything, you know, then we put the rice in the, in the saucepan, you know, the rest of the stew, then, then we sat around it. So, so me and my people against, against them. Ah! Is, and we realized that, I, I thought it was, I was the only one. I wasn't saying until somebody complained. I think one of, I think my brother or my sister complained. You know, the, 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 how the hand was going into the bowl and coming, you know. Ours was slower than theirs. So it's like when we, when we put the thing inside in the mouth, you know. They, ah, they, they go, then they go. So I was watching the thing, but I, was, I thought it was my mind. Then my sister said, ah, why are they, are they swallowing the thing or are they chewing it? Then my, then my cousin, they, they, the girl, the girl said, ah, but you, are you, are you chewing it? I said, hey, it's rice. We chew it. I said, no, 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 we will swallow it. <laughs> I said, hey, I'm not seeing something. So, and then they said, they said, oh, I said, ah, no. If it's banku, we swallow it. If it's fufu, we swallow it. But if it's rice, we chew it. He said, no, 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 no. Rice, they, they swallow it. So when they put their hand in their thing and then put up, then they swallow. I said, "Hey, this competition there, we can't win." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so unless you're like them, the food we chew. If it's rice, we chew it. If it's food, you swallow it. But let me show you something that happens. And they all did eat. When you eat, when you take bread and you put it in your mouth and you chew it and you swallow it. Now. <laughs> Before, the bread is outside of your body. So, if we're counting the items, we'll count you and the bread. I'm just trying to show you something. When you put the bread in your mouth, and we're counting how many items are left, we have one. When this bread is given, and the people eat it, the bread becomes a part part of the person's life. When that bread goes into your stomach, it becomes one with you. Eventually to be digested, the nutrients will be taken out. The bread almost disappears. There's no longer bread. You can only find the person. But actually, that bread has now, the, the, the bread has now become a component of the person's life. Hey. When I saw the revelation, I was, I was dying. <laughs> and some of you, 
you call yourself shepherds that are not a part of the lives of the people you are shepherding. But that's how it's supposed to be. This bread, when it's eaten, it becomes, if it is carbohydrate, carbohydrate changes. It's a chemical. It enters the person's So if it is going to be hand, muscle, or whatever, we know that this thing that is there is muscle, it is because of that thing that has been eaten. But you cannot separate, you cannot say, see the bread, see the bread. The bread I ate yesterday, see it, it's here. It may be, it may be that bread that has become the muscle that is here. We don't know. But how do you know? Because the bread is in the personal. But it has become one with the person. You as a shepherd must be one in the life of the person you are shepherding. That bread. When, when the person eats, some of you are shepherds, but we, you don't know your shepherd's surname. Surname. When we come shepherds, we say, how many shepherds do you have? Mention their names. We say, Ajwa, Felicia, Jemima. What are their surnames? Ah, But that's not it. That is the reason why missionaries are the most efficient missionaries are the ones who live where they are. They travel to a, dis- a distance from where they are to where the people are. They live there and they become part of their lives. The people will eat them. You must be eaten. They must eat you. You must become in- inside of them. You must become like them. A part of them. How many people are in the church still? How many shepherds are in the church? I'm seriously talking to you. Inside the person's life, where is he? What is she doing now? What does she do? What has she? What has happened to her? Where is she? What is what? Who is she? What is she doing? Everything that we want to know about that sheep, you know, because you are inside that sheep's body. How you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They, 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 and they all did it. And they all. When the bread comes, they all. They will eat. And then, the next one, number five. Let me see whether I've left something out. Number five. It says, and they were filled. They were filled. It means they were full. It is the end result. The end result. See, the, see, we've gone through a process oh, from blessing to breaking to giving to eating. The end that we must... How do we know that that bread has done what it was baked to do? <laughs> how do we know when they are full? Everybody among the 5,000 that day was full. The sheep that you are shepherding or the person or the people that God has given you to until they are full, your work is not done. That is, you see, you, you will measure, you will measure your significance by the fact that they are full. And I was looking at the meaning of to be full in the English dictionary. It means not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. If you have sheep who don't come to church, they are lacking something. Because they're not hearing the word of God when they come. They don't come, so they don't hear the word of God. They're lacking something. 
they don't come for prayer meeting. You're lacking something. You're not a good shepherd. You're not in the thin world. You're not, they're not eat, either they're not eating you, they're not eating enough of you. <laughs> this is the brown bread. Yeah? You're not eating enough of you or something because they're not, they're not full. They don't know how to pray. They don't speak in tongues. They don't know how to memorize verses. They don't know verses. They don't come to, church to hear the word of God. Something is lacking. To be full is to not lack anything. They are broke. They are lacking something. You are the shepherd. The sheep are broke. <laughs> they must not be broke. They must, they must find a way to make a thing work. Say, why didn't you come to church? Oh, you know, I didn't have any money to take a taxi. That's why I couldn't come to church. If you are a shepherd and they are not, they are not, eating, they are not eating enough of you. Something, I don't know. You're not going or they're not eating enough of you or something. I don't know. <laughs> the end is that at the end of the day, my friend, I have a friend. <laughs> he said, I like saying, at the end of the day, I say, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, everything I say, at the end of the day, say, ah, why? Why is this at the end of the day from? At the end of the day. <laughs> they must be filled though. How do you know that you have done what you have been sent to do? Oh, the thing is finishing. <laughs> Another meaning of the word to be full is also means to not omit anything, okay? Or it means that they will be complete. Now, let me show you something. In Ephesians 4.12, the Bible says that, the Bible says that, and he gave to some apostles, prophets, remember that scripture? Uh-huh. Apostles come first, or apostles, prophets, then pastors, teachers. We've, we've missed one. There are five. Yeah, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For the, for the, okay, great. And some evangelists, next one. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Come, next one. Okay, no, 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 go back to the top there. Now, the word that is used there, oh, now, in the Greek, okay, in the New Testament, there are two words, maybe more than, more than two, but there are two words that I've noticed that, that, are, that are translated as perfect or perfecting. Okay, the one is teleos. <laughs> this one is not teleos. Now, teleos, <laughs> I don't like these kinds of things. Okay, teleos, 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 in, in, in actual fact, the Israel translation is in, is in Hebrews 5, 12, 13, 14 there. Actually means to come of full age, to be mature. So in some verses, when he says that, that he'll make us perfect. He's saying that to make you of full age or to be mature. So when I saw this verse, I thought that perfecting there was to mature. But here, that's not the word I said. The word here is katatizo. <laughs> it's a word. It's a nice word to say. Katatizo means to be complete. It's like the full thing. It's the complete thing. You didn't leave some out. If you go to buy this drum set, say I want to buy a um, um, five-piece drum set. You know what you are expecting. If you are the drummer, you are buying this drum set. You now you should get two tom drums, one snare. You should get um, what do you call this one? High hat. Then what do you call this one? You should go get cymbals. You should get this side tom, and then you should get some chair, and then bass drum, and then some uh, this thing. If you come, if you come, you open the box. Everything is there, but the tool is not there. It's not complete. Even though you can take a plastic chair and sit on it and play the drums, it's still not complete. You, they have not given you what you paid for. 
That is the word there. Katatizo. So he says that the one, two, three, four, five apostles, prophets, this, 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 they, the five of those, all of those ministries, they make the person complete. That means that he will have all he needs for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That is the same purpose. You see, when this bread is sent, it's sent there to the guy. When they are eating, when they eat, they become complete. They become filled. The word filled there, the synonym of it in English, is to be complete, to not lack anything. It, in other words, these guys who are being fed with this bread must become perfect for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. If the person that you have been sent to cannot come to the point where he is like this, something is wrong with this bread. You have not finished the job. That is why, again, I brought these two guys with me. That's why I brought them with me. Maybe next time when I'm coming, by the grace of God, if you call me again, I may bring more people with me. As many people, as many people buy tickets I can buy, I'll bring. So that something can happen. The end of it that they must be filled. The feeling that they must be filled. They must be complete. They must have all they need. Everything that they need for the work of the ministry. So when they send you out, when we break you and everything, when you go out, you, you must understand that when they eat you, they must be full. How do you know they are full? When this happens, they have, they have become into the thing. They are in the work of the ministry. This is what they are doing. We have closing. Now I'm finishing. Hallelujah. How many people have been blessed? How many people have shown, seen what I'm trying to show you? Yeah. It's how it's supposed to be. Amen. Oh, thank you very much. I finished preaching. God bless you. May, may you be powerful bread that can fill. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he blesses. He breaks. He gives. They eat. And they become filled. And it's like I was saying yesterday, I'm, and I'm closing, my work is finishing in this place. I, it is my prayer that somebody will become charged. You see, we have charged before. We have charged before. In many conventions, we have charged before. Comes conventions, we charge. But I am praying that somebody will become charged. And this time, it will be serious. Are you with me? Me, when I was when I I was looking for something that I was looking for, and I the day I found it. See, some of you it's like it's only offense. No, it's like this bread cannot go again. Bread has become offended because somebody said something. We have been offended before, like me. <laughs> before I came here, I had some 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 issue with one of the pastors in Kumasi. Hey, Charlie, it was not simple, though. I said then the, 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 the Sunday when you know a lot of shouting and talking and you know accusations and things, you know, I felt bad. I, I think what happened was that I thought I was helping, but I didn't help well. And then the thing it didn't really go well. So it gave a bad impression. So I remember something, you see, and that's why this message means something to me. I remember that I was telling Reverend John that Charlie. I was going home, I was going that day, I was feeling very bad. Now, I think the Sunday was okay. Then the Tuesday, somebody brought the matter up again. Now, after I tried to forget about it by Tuesday, they brought it up again. Then my melancholy came back. So Tuesday after church, when I was going home, I was there. I was just, I was going. Then I sent a revenue text message to Charlie. 
these guys, when they let this thing die, when they let the thing die, then said, then she said, this to know, he said, if you have done something, if you have not done anything wrong, then don't worry. But if you have done something wrong, then it's a test. It's a test. Then she said, then it's a test. Um, something about if I don't pass it, it will happen again. Huh? It says, it says, it says they will forget. Eventually, they'll forget. Okay. But how soon it goes away depends on you. And I replied, and I said, how? And she said, because if it's a test and you don't pass it, you will have to risk it. Hey, how many people trying to say? Oh, it's a Mikasa me boo, say, Okay, no problem, we can leave you. But so he says, okay, it's a test. If you don't pass it, there'll be arrested. So, so I, so I said, eh, it's true. I said, it's true. He said, okay, so what she normally does is that in, in such times, she asks the Holy Spirit to show her what it is so that she doesn't miss. So it has to receive the exam again. So I remember that when she said the thing, that I was thinking about the thing. And as I was, like, I was praying about it, that Charlie, I will, I will see. Then I saw it. So I replied to her and I said that, I've seen one. She said what? I said that a bad attitude. You see, actually in the whole of the thing if you listen to the, the story as it is you, you can naturally come to my side of the story. But within that story is an exhibition of a bad attitude. Me, from me. So I saw the thing. So it, like in, in, in the thinking about the thing, you know, then I saw it. Do you know when I saw the thing Suddenly, I began to feel more peaceful. The breaking is for. So I did. I I I have. I disrespected the pastor. I said. I done things. Said things. But I would not agree. At the time when he was saying that, I, I couldn't. You know, anybody who was saving, anybody who would judge the matter would say that you cry. I do something too much. Ah, why this matter? But in, in, in the thing, I said only me. I can see it. That's. Something I didn't do well. Do you understand? But me, I know that this is what I want to do. They have insulted me, they have accused me, so I want to go. I will not do it again. You want to be bred, that's it's like Charlie, I'm offended, so I will not. Well, then, then that is you. But me, I'm telling you that if you're going to come to the end, eh, it, it must be. And I said that I don't know, unless, unless I said I'm praying that you who are here. If you really are interested in God and God, what God wants to do with your life, eh, you begin to charge about something, about beginning to move in a certain direction. If they say that the thing you want to do, it is weeding that you have to weed. Oh, fine. Sweep the church for sweep, but you will keep at it. Sammy, at it. Some people get tired too quickly. Do you think that like, doing like, as I'm preaching here, then it's like, I have arrived. Do you know why when Reverend Brown was coming, I was afraid? You don't know. <laughs> because this we have only begun. You may be impressed, but we have only begun. The road of feeding and getting people filled we have only begun. If I have only begun, what about you? You know what will you say about yourself? I say I'm look. I'm I'm 
I'm dreaming of a generation of young people in this Tamale church. Me, I like this church. I can never stop coming here. <laughs> can never stop thinking about you or, or anything, talking about you or anything. But I, I dream of a time when something, and, then I'm, you see, and I'm not talking about, before, let me just say this, I'm not thinking, talking about we are all doing, we are all going, we are all going to do. Roger, I'm talking about you. What will you do? How will you do it? Sammy? Reverend Oko, I'm closing. Reverend Oko is my, that man, I, you see, I cannot, sometimes when we say that, some of these things, some people are like, you see, I have decided now, and why I'm telling you this thing is that, I didn't know that man, when I joined this church, the first camp that I attended was with J Church. It was at OIC. Didn't know who he was. Never heard his name before. All I knew was that there was a camp with J Church and was supposed to help to plan it. And one of the teachers of the J Church had to be there. So I went. I know where I was. I remember where I was sitting in the auditorium. It was on the... See, this auditorium faces this way. I was on this side, in the corner here somewhere. I was... And the whole time the man was preaching, I was watching him. I had never seen anybody in my life preaching to young people with their energy. And the whole, I don't remember the message he preached. The songs we sang. I only remember that there was a prayer. He, was, he, was, he prayed for um, um, baptism of the Holy Spirit at the end of the, of the camp. People were speaking in tongues. That's so many of my church guys began to speak in tongues. When we came back to church, oh, we're blasting the tongues fully in the church. I was very happy. When we were praying, at first, at first when we used to pray in the J church, I would come and say, shall we pray that the Holy Spirit come? Then I would start speaking in tongues. And the people, I would, then I, would, I, begin, I was feeling strange. When we went for the camera, we came back. Shall we pray? Ah, you come and see my people. Hey, you see the Thomas and all these guys. Praying the tongues. So, yeah. But I, I sat that in the camp there. And, and all I kept saying to myself in the camp, that I want to be like this man. I don't know what year it was. From then till now, I am still singing that song. When I call him, he doesn't answer. When I text him, he doesn't reply. I want to be like that man. It, when I say it, when I'm saying it, Krampono, I feel something inside of me that, and I used to, sometimes I used to say that, sometimes I'm saying it, when I say it, I say that, um, ah, but, do you think that sometimes I hear a voice that say that, do you think that if anybody will catch Reverend Oko's anointing, it will be you? Look at the people who are, who are around him. The people who are in the Kodesh. The people who are with him in his church. Even the people who are in the Kodesh who are always with him. Some of the people travel with him. You cannot even see him often. When you call him, he doesn't even reply. You see him once a year at Shonkom or something. Do you think that, you know, one day I was, I was talking to somebody, my, my friend there was catching the man's anointing. And you know, one of the plans that I have now is that when that man at some time he dies. And that anointing will be transferred to another person. I want to be that man. Let me tell you something. We, by the grace of God, we have many safe churches in different countries. He goes there. He preaches more in those countries, Krampo, than and many other people. He knows they, they, more than me. People that are walking around him, they work in his office, they talk to him every Sunday, they see him. I say, Lord, May it be me, Lord. <laughs> hey, 
when he's not there, he say we have a safe camp, safe camp, and then we are looking. The person who is going to, the person who is preaching the safe, camp, like the main guy who is traveling to the countries to preach the camp, safe camp. Let the anointing come on me, Lord. It's not, it's not. I'm, I'm saying, run, I, I will persist, continue, go on. That is what I want you to have. Some uh, people are looking. Anthony, am I talking too much in the church? Right now, I'm always saying what I finished preaching. What is in my heart? And I'm saying, saying. Oh, should we should close. I beg you. It's only t- today's the last day. Something. As I'm showing you, that if this is what Jesus wanted, he, he said, bring the five. It's enough. He said, inadequate. In your eyes, only five. What can they do? Jesus says, it's enough. Because you know what I'm going to do to it? I'm going to bless it. When I finish, I'll break it. When I finish breaking, I'll get see. But by blessing it before breaking it, I have made it enough. It, it, will, it will grow. So don't worry. We just bring the five. And it's inadequate, not enough, not sufficient. It's enough for me. Just bring it to me. When I bless it and break it, if you allow me to break it, you must plan. You must plan that I want to stay. Look, it is not enough for us to have all of you here in the ministry and very serious about it. And I'm not saying, what song were you singing yesterday, example? Then, and yeah, no. Oh no. It's it's good though. It doesn't feed five thousand. <laughs> it's good. Doesn't feed five thousand. Doesn't. I mean, that is powerful. Even me, I can do some. All this, <laughs> it kills all. Because I'm holding the mic, I can, I can let it pass and then to come out and come and then come down and come up again. But you, you are going to, don't we do such things? You, yeah. When it comes, it can come, it can come, uh, pass through the leg. Then, the, then I can, I can, <laughs> can move, move. What are you talking about? All these things we know how to, but that's, that's not it. That's it. It does not. It cannot feed five thousand. It can't feed five thousand. I'm telling you, it can't feed five thousand. Can it feed five thousand? It cannot. It cannot. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It can't feed five thousand. The thing he wants to do, that he wants to break it, and give it. You must have a mind. Me. What I'm saying from my heart is because some people have fought. I have, one of the questions I used to ask some time ago before I left is that, what is your ambition? What is your spiritual ambition? Spiritual ambition. Your mind in your... How, what do you... Me, I've, sh- I've shown you mine. If I see somebody in this church who is trying to catch Ren Oko's anointing, as I'm trying to catch, then there's a competition. I mean, someone's like, harder. Hey! And you see... Uh, at some point, maybe I'll just 
I'll just slow down for you. <laughs> probably because, probably because, like, you're younger than me. So, you know how, like, if I cut the anointing and, and maybe I'll have a few years, you know, I may want you to catch it at nine or ten or seventeen or nineteen or twenty because then maybe you have more time. But that is, that is what I'm looking at. You see, I'm saying not asshole. Me. I'll stop thinking about everybody else who knows Reverend Oko or who works around him or who thinks about him or who calls. There there's some people they can call, they call him and he answers me. He, when I call, he doesn't answer. When I text him, he doesn't reply. Sometimes he, I don't reply, ah, for long. When he replies, he just say, powerful. <laughs> okay. Blessed. You, what will you do with this one? One day I said that. I said, Reverend Oko, my church, no. There are people they like their children, they ice cream tree. And when I'm preaching dinner, since I said they don't understand what that, what can I do? Then he replied, Pray. One line. One, one word. Pray. You think he will give me strategies? You know, points and things. Then pray. You you can even be discouraged. That I'm trying to be close to you. Look at, look at where I am. This is how I was in Tamale. Look at how, how many people from Tamale are trying to call you or trying to text you. I'm even trying to come close. You and now you have been preaching that we should be close. Now I'm trying to come close. When I text you, I text you and when I ask a question, like this, then you say, pray. How? But I see some of you are here. And, <laughs> I should close. I should close. Amen. May, some, may somebody, one person or two people something come inside you that will make you persist until you have filled somebody else. May, I pray, I pray that somebody, if it is only one person, some, something will come into you that will make you continue and continue and continue until you get to the point where the people that you have been sent to this guy, you see this guy here he's my private assignment me, I have assigned him to myself see, I'm, and I'm telling you these things because then it is real, so you can see are you in the church? yeah Linda, if I tell you that this guy is one of the reasons why one of the reasons why I left Tamale I went to Kumasi it will sound strange to you. So it may seem as if I have chosen between staying with my wife here in Tamale and going to be with him in Kumasino. I chose him. You watch. Me, I have spent money. I've gone to do engagement. When I finished, I did wedding. Wedding here, wedding, everything. We did wedding, everything. You may kiss the bride. Oh, we did all this, all of these things. We do all these things. Then when I finish, when I finish, then I leave her here. And I follow this boy to Kumasi. Follow this boy to Kumasi. Because of because of this. Because of this. Because he must become complete. Perfected for the work of the ministry. I have been saying that if the only person I can get 
I can reproduce myself in to be what I want is to for him to become a, a complete clone of who I am. When I must duplicate myself totally, there must nothing there must nothing in me that is not in him. When you see me and you see him, when you they see him from somewhere and they see me, they say, ah, we, I thought we saw you here right now. So, uh, no, 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 <laughs> my boy, <laughs> you met my boy. When he reaches there, you, what is your plan? What's the plan you have? It's breaking, and I'm telling you, after the breaking, don't run away from it. I promise you, run today, tomorrow, he will find you again. They will break you. know you'll be there. Convention will come and say, How many people feel that they are called? You will come again. When you come and stand in front and say, Hey, wow, baby, oh, we will break again soon. <laughs> yeah. The people do it all the time. It's like they come and say they want to do the work of God. They come and pray for you. I surrender. I surrender. Some people, some people, some people can fall down. Ushers. No, not, not, not that one. Bring her to me quickly. They'll bring her to the front. They'll lay hands on her. Pour oil upon her. Charlie, said from today onwards, I release you to do the work of the ministry. I bless you to, to, to grow. You are churches, you are captains of bands. Then when they go, they go and be doing their things again. It's like the breaking is coming, you know. They want to run away from me. God will say, No, no problem. We allow her to go. I have another convention coming very soon. <laughs> another convention will come. When the Holy Spirit comes into the church, that it will bring her to the front again. Allow. Let him break you once. Give him. Stand to your feet. Let's close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Today I've talked a lot, but I want you to just close your eyes. Just talk to God today. Talk to Him. Just talk to the Holy. Talk to the Holy Spirit about your life. About your life. You know your life. Have you been running away from the breaking? You have been blessed. After the blessed, blessed blessed. We are all called people who are here. But is it the breaking that has been worrying you? It's too painful. Talk to God about it. Lord, grant me the grace to survive the breaking law. May I stay there until I'm broken. I cannot, I cannot be of any use. I see now. I cannot be of any use until I am broken. Help me, oh God, to survive it. To stay, Lord. Allow. Allow you to break me. Talk to God about it. Is it the going is it the giving that is a problem? You cannot go. You don't want to go. What is it? Is it laziness? Is it laziness? Is it shallowness? Is it sin that prevents you from going, from allowing yourself to be given? Talk to God about it. He will forgive. He is merciful. He is merciful. He will give you the strength to overcome. If it's laziness, ask God for, for help, for grace. Put some fire in me, oh God, that will push me, that will drive me, oh God. To go, to go, to go, to go. And, and for some of us, we don't allow ourselves to be eaten because we are selfish. We are selfish. You can't allow yourself to be a part of another person's life. To get up, to go and visit somebody, to care about another person. All you care about is yourself. If, it's, if that is the reason, talk to God about it. I am selfish, Lord. I can't think about anybody else apart from myself. I, cannot, I don't care about anybody else. All I know is my brothers, my sisters. I don't know. I don't care about anybody. Pray to God about that one too. The world is bigger than you. There is more. There are more people out there who need you. Talk to God about that one too. Talk to God about that one too. Talk to God about that one too. Oh Lord, we give you praise. 
We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for opening our eyes, oh God. Lord, today, 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 we want to come fully put ourselves in your hands, oh God, that you will do with us what you want to do with us, Lord. Father, I pray for an ambition, oh God. I pray for a vision, oh God. I pray for a passion, oh God, to work in the ministry, oh God, to do what you have called me to do. To the end, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray for ourselves. Lord, we are asking that, Lord, you will put a certain passion, oh God, a certain tenacity, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May something, oh God, enter into our spirit, oh God, that will keep us going and going and going and going until they are filled, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This afternoon, I want to do something. I'm sure that there is somebody here you are very today you have decided actually it's been many times now that I've, I have come I have, I have charged but today I have charged seriously if you are here like this thing come to the front let's pray come and join me to charge together someone here you want, you want to say that Charlie I feel that I, I, I have been I have been walking on the fringes sometimes I will run away from the from the breaking but today I am serious about it See, and, and I'm calling for serious people. Serious people. Serious people. You want to just come to the front here? Are you going to sing someone? Someone is singing for me. There must be more than this. Hallelujah. Anybody coming? Put, give the child to someone else. I want to take this puppy from here. She's the only, the only singer in the church. You want to go all the way to the end until they are filled. No stopping in the middle. No giving up, no turning back. You are serious this time. Singing like a prayer. Oh.
I've been looking at things. Sing a song like a prayer.
you know it, please. We're worshiping the Lord. It's been good to us. Raise up, just come to me in the front here. We want to pray. We want to pray together. Sing it well.
right, we're going to pray. The song we are singing is what you want to do. Do you believe it? You want to give yourself away? You believe it? Is it a serious thing to you? Is it serious to you? Is it serious to you? You want to give yourself away? We're going to pray a prayer. I want to pray the prayer. Okay? And believe it with your heart. Amen. That as you are praying this prayer, a miracle, the greatest miracle that can happen in anyone's life is to be born again. Amen. You want to say after me and everybody else who is in the church, you want to say after me, say, Heavenly Father, Again, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am to receive your love, Lord Jesus. Here I am, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my Master. From today, I will live for you alone, I will serve you alone, I will love you alone. Write my name in the book of life one day. I will be with you in heaven. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Right. Is anybody here who is talking to these people here? Oh, yeah, just our church members, so it's okay. You can go. Is anybody who is... Okay, powerful. Right. You go back to your seats. Okay, Fidelis is taking... See the man in the red going there. Just follow him. He just talks to, talks to you for a few minutes. And you can come back. What are you saying? I gave myself away. Okay. So we are closing now. Sing it well with like minutes. I gave myself away. So you. So you can use can me. Give me. I like that. I give myself away. This life is not my own. Jesus. I pray for those who are blind, oh God, who cannot see you in your word, oh God. 
I pray for Lord that you will open their eyes, oh God. May they be may they be seeing wondrous things out of your law, God, from today onwards in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare, I declare healing, sight to the blind in the mighty name of Jesus. By virtue of your anointing in this place, oh God. I pray the Lord, you will cause, oh God, even even a certain passion to break forth in the heart and the bellies of men, of, of, of young men, of young women in this church, in the mighty name of Jesus. May something happen to us, oh God, that is permanent, oh Lord, in Jesus' name. May the transformation that you have brought to us, oh God, in these past three days, Lord, may it remain, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. May the test be severe. May the hunger be severe. May nothing be able to quench it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May we, oh God, by your grace, Lord, survive the breaking, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I cast away the spirit of laziness, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare release unto them that are lazy, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That we be not slothful, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May we run, oh God, with a passion in our hearts, oh God, with a fire burning in our hearts, oh God. Lord, as the fire dies down, Lord, may your spirit, oh God, fan into flame again and again and again and again, oh God. May that thirst and that hunger never ever die, Lord, in Jesus' name. May we be uncomfortable. If we will sit in one place and be t- may we be uncomfortable. May somebody have a certain, a certain yearning and longing even for you and for your work that Lord, may, may we be uncomfortable. May your passion consume us, oh God. Eesh. May you do something, oh God, here tonight. And as you have done in the past three days, oh God, may something begin to happen, oh God, that will sweep over, over this church, oh Lord, over the young people in this church, oh God. May we not be the same again, oh God. May there a certain fire come upon us, oh God. That has never been seen before, oh Lord. May many question, oh God, what is happening, what is going on. May it be the passion that you are falling into flame day after day, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare transformation. I declare transformation. Transformation is a miracle. I declare transformation in the name of Jesus. I proclaim it upon everyone in this place, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May nothing be the same again, Lord. Lord, we thank you. everywhere that is done in this place. I believe that it's permanent. We give you praise. We give you glory. All the saints said amen. Shout amen loud. Amen.